this week on Morbidly Intoxicated, we're going to talk about sleep analysis and all the somewhat spooky things that happen there and a little bit of murder. Enjoy. Hey, you want to grab a drink? Hi, Sierra. How's it going? Good. Good. Welcome back to my garage. Oh, I love it in here. It's <laughs> so cozy, all these tools. And a big old bus. Big old, big old <laughs> bus. Okay, before we begin, we have to get to the important stuff. <laughs> this week's wine of choice is one of my favorites. It's Italia Roscato, the sweet red one. They serve us at Olive Garden. That's where I got into it. Oh, okay. Yes, I've been telling you okay. about this wine. Yeah. Ooh. Finally getting to try it. Okay. I'm going to record it for our story, so... Oh! Okay. ASMR. <laughs> this thing that sounds like so beat. <laughs> it's not good without the visual. I. It's not. Okay. Try it. I, yeah, I'm going to take a sip of Sierra's. Do you like it? Yeah, it's good. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Your reaction seemed a little fake. Yes! <laughs> <laughs> okay, this week I'm switching it up a bit. It's not. Well, there is murder, actually. The murder. <laughs> Mordor is how I like to say. <laughs> Someone out there will get that. I didn't really have a better intro than that. Today's topic's a bit different than our usual stuff. There's still be some spooky stuff and some murder involved. Don't panic. So I'm going to start with, by telling you about, like,. The scientific side of sleep in okay. a summarized version, and mm-hmm. then we're going to get into all the other stuff. Okay. So, obviously, sleep's an essential function of your body. Right. Um, none of us get enough sleep. Oh, my God. No, I don't. No. No one does. <laughs> Point me in the direction of someone who gets enough sleep. Sleep helps you recharge both your mind and body, which helps fight off disease. Mm-hmm. Um, our brains can't function properly without enough sleep. You know what's uh you know what's interesting is I just talked to a doctor today about my anxiety and she said if I am not getting sleep that's your body's way of like repairing itself mm-hmm. and she's like you need to put your mind to rest so it can recuperate she's like that's why you fall asleep during the day pretty true I was like that's crazy I didn't even think about that yeah, because you need sleep. Sleep goes in, yeah, it repairs your mind and it also repairs your body. That's why, like, if you're not getting enough sleep, you can get sick from that. Um, yeah, Robert did overnights at Walmart and then he went to school too and he was like a total zombie. Yeah. And you can get, it's crazy because you can get literally sick. Like, you can get flu symptoms. Mm-hmm. Even, not, like, not necessarily flu, but flu symptoms from not getting enough sleep. Did you know you can get that from sunburns too? <laughs> so random. <laughs> You can get sunsick. Yeah. Or like sun poisoning. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. In there. So, a full sleep cycle is made up of four stages. Mm-hmm. Healthline.com describes the four stages of sleep as three stages of non-REM sleep or REM, which stands for rapid eye movement, and one stage of REM sleep. A full sleep cycle lasts for about 90 minutes and repeats roughly three to five times throughout the night. Stage one of non-REM sleep lasts for approximately 10 minutes and is the easiest stage to wake up from. Mm -hmm. During this stage, your heart rate and breathing begin to slow, your muscles start to relax, and you produce slower brain waves than during waking life. 
Mm-hmm. Stage two non-REM lasts for roughly 25 minutes. Your heartbeat and breathing slow even further, accompanied by a drop in body temperature. At the same time, your eye movements stop and your brain waves spike up and down, producing what's called sleep spindles. That's a cool word. Sleep, sleep spindles. spindles. Yeah. It makes you think of like those brainwave machines that like scratch on the paper. Yeah. That's basically what it is and it spikes up and down. Hmm. The third and last stage of non-REM is known as deep sleep and typically lasts around 45 minutes. This is the hardest stage to wake up from. Heartbeat and breathing drop to their slowest rate and the body becomes fully relaxed. You have the slowest brainwaves during this state. That's crazy. Yeah. This is the state where your body regenerates all its cells and like staves off. Yeah. And fights off disease and all that sort of stuff, repairs tissues, anything like that. Yeah. So a lack of deep sleep, because of that, a lack of deep sleep can weaken your immune system and lead to memory problems. Long-term lack of deep sleep can lead to heart disease and even Alzheimer's. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Because that's, that's basically what she's talking about when, like, your mind repairs itself. So if you're not getting enough deep sleep, you kind of start to lose, like, short-term memory. And Is that why I forget a lot? It could be. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you should track your sleep patterns. How do I do that? I'm not actually going to say we're getting into that because I didn't write it all in there. Um, so Apple now has like a sleep. It doesn't track like your sleep cycles exactly, but has a sleep clock in mm-hmm. their alarm setting. So it'll tell you like 30 minutes before bedtime to make sure you're getting enough sleep. Mm-hmm. And then you can download apps. Um, there's one called Snooze that I used to use. And it like tracks all your sleep patterns and like when you like how long you're in REM and how long you're in non-REM and all that stuff. Yeah. And then if you have an Apple Watch... It, like, if you wear it during bed, it'll show you, like, your heart rates and all that sort of stuff. It's really cool. Is that comfortable to wear your Apple Watch? Um, I had to get used to it a little bit. Mm-hmm. But, honestly, after, like, the first night, I didn't really notice it. Oh, okay. Unless you're, like, a flailer, like, sometimes I can be, and then you just fucking whack your face on your watch. Um, yeah, you are a flailer. Yeah, only sometimes, though. Oh, my God, you're a monster. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Lily's mad because last time we had a sleepover, I was kicking. <laughs> oh my god, and like almost punching me. I was like, dude, what the fuck? Get off of me. <laughs> I don't remember any of that. <laughs> it was like six in the morning, too. I was like, what is this? <laughs> I was just testing you. I was over it. Testing your reflexes. <laughs> I was sleeping. I really don't do that a lot. Like, Jack no. everyone says that. Even Sam, too. She's like, you don't really do that, but. Sometimes you just have restless sleep. and then Sam doesn't really move around either. No, unless she kicks you in the stomach like she did to me because she's fighting titans in her dream. <laughs> Literally flail her leg into my gut. <laughs> now you know how I feel. Imagine waking up like that. You're just like, oh. Because <laughs> it was not fun. <laughs> the final stage of sleep is known as rapid eye movement sleep, referred to as REM or REM sleep. This is the primary dreaming stage of sleep. Mm -hmm. Each stage of REM sleep increases in length, the first cycle being approximately 10 minutes and the last cycle about an hour long. So that's when you go through like three to five sleep cycles, each REM sleep gets longer and longer. Okay. Is there like a time limit on how long each cycle lasts? Each cycle of sleep? Yeah. Yeah, it's 90 minutes. Okay. So a full cycle is 90, but then it goes up with like just the cycles of REM. Mm -hmm. So if you sleep for like six hours... Let's see. You're going to get, I think that's like four-ish four sleep cycles. I, you're asking me to do math right now? <laughs> so sorry. I'm sorry. So like six divided by... Now I have to know. 
Four out. Four. Four? Okay. Four um, sleep cycles, yeah. I knew that. I can do that in my head. <laughs> See, so kids, you don't even need a calculator. Right. But they invented it for a reason. During REM, the eyes begin to flutter rapidly. Rapid eye movement. Right. And breathing becomes irregular. These behaviors are then accompanied by a phenomenon known as rematonia, in which your body is paralyzed during sleep to keep you from reenacting movements from your dreams in waking life. So some people fail at that. I was going to say, because <laughs> people sleepwalk. Yeah. So sleepwalking, sleep, but sleepwalking and sleep talking occur during non-REM sleep, actually. Those are states in between waking and sleeping life, so they happen earlier in the sleep cycle. Right. But... People like me sometimes and Sam, when they're, like, kicking because they're, like, fighting ninjas or titans in their dreams, like, the Ramatonia didn't kick in all the way or something. Oh, okay. That's why they, like, reenact the movements. Or sometimes it's just because it's a really intense dream. So it doesn't happen every time. Yeah. Okay. It's, like, on the normal, but sometimes that just doesn't happen for people. REM is the stage of sleep where your brain is most active, mimicking waves similar to those during waking life. It's important to know that your sleep cycle should come full circle in order to feel fully rested. Mm -hmm. This is why, on average, doctors say you need eight hours of sleep, roughly. That's kind of changed over the years, too, because... So now they say, like, nine to... I think it's nine to... No, it's not twelve. I think it's, like, nine to ten now because people of, like, this era have so much more stress than normal. Nobody fucking sleeps that long. No. I'm sorry. <laughs> I will literally try. Like, I'll be like, I've got a whole Sunday. I'm going to get eight hours of sleep. And 6 a.m. my body's like, hello. <laughs> I'm like, we went to bed at one. So I don't know what you're doing. Right. But, but do you take naps during the day? I try not to. Yeah. I normally I don't have time to take naps. But <clears throat> if I take the day off, like today I took off, I will try and nap for a little bit. Yeah. Because I know I'm not going to get sleep at night. It's not the best habit. <laughs> Listen. But I like my naps. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Naps are good. My six-hour nap. I'm going to talk all about naps, too, and how to properly take naps. You because mean I can't take a six-hour no, nap? No, that's not a nap. <laughs> that's a sleep. I don't want to talk to you right now because that's what Robert said, too. That's what the scientists say, honey. It's not... No. We didn't make this up. No. So, eight hours of sleep allows you to go through roughly five sleep cycles and wake while in stage one, which is the beginning... Like, the end slash beginning of a sleep cycle. Okay. And that's the easiest one to wake up from. Mm-hmm. Waking up in stage one will help prevent grogginess. Waking up from a sleep stage other than stage one can resu- result in something called sleep inertia. Which ValleySleepCenter.com describes as, quote, the feeling of incomplete awakening and grogginess that reduces your ability to perform even a simple task, end quote. Hmm. Yeah. Oh, so that's like when you, when you wake up, but like... You feel like you're still, like, exhausted and you're really tired and it's kind of hard to, like, fully wake up. Yeah. Yeah. So sleep inertia can have some dangerous side effects, including large amounts of caffeine affecting your heart. Wake up stress, which is usually due to loud alarm clocks, which I experience a lot of that. Like, I've, yeah. I've kind of trained myself, because I have a pretty, like, good routine. Mm-hmm. I mean, I go to school, I go to work, I come home, whatever. Yeah. So, I've been able to reduce my alarm clock, so I turn my volume down, because I'm, like, used to, like, okay, I know I should be waking up right now. Yeah. Okay, so is that why some people will wake up before their alarms? 
sometimes. So you can kind of get used to your schedule. If you have, like, a really good routine, yeah, your body kind of gets used to, like, like, that's why people who tend to, like, always go to bed at 7 and always wake up at 6 mm-hmm. can usually, like, some people can train themselves to do that without an alarm clock. That's insane. And their bodies will get tired at 7. Like, they'll feel exhausted at 7. That's crazy. And then just automatically wake up at 6. That's too early. Yeah. <laughs> too early. Yeah. I had a substitute teacher in high school that talked all about that. He's like, I train myself to wake up at 6.30 every day. And he tells himself before bed, he'll be like, I'm waking up at 6.30. Absolutely not. Those people terrify me. Like, the people that are just like, oh, I don't, um, I don't go on a diet because I just listen to what my body needs. And I'm like... Really, my body. Right, my body is telling me I need um, Arby's. Right, <laughs> me too. My body says I need Chipotle for the fourth time this week. Beef and cheddar. Hi. Hello. Well, <laughs> I don't. That's I some. Don't. That is some mental. I mean, good for you, but right. My brain says, excuse me. Right. Chipotle. Chipotle. My brain just says Chipotle. That's it. <laughs> My body always says sweets. Sweets. Give me yeah, sweets. You have a huge sweet tooth. I do. I, I do not. That was that a good... That wasn't off topic at all. Yeah. <laughs> back to this... Back to your regularly scheduled <laughs> program. <laughs> I was gonna say. <laughs> We're getting our flow. It's just fine. Right. It's fine. So... Leave all that in. Oh, yeah. So, wake up stress, usually due to loud alarm clocks, which is used to be a big thing for me, you know... Because I would use, like, the the classic apple, like, and I would just have a heart attack in the morning. I hate that. So, that's a big one. Aren't there some alarms that are more gentle Yeah, to there's, up? like, uh, I think Apple has that setting now, too. They do yeah. it when you use, like, their sleep cycle thing. Oh. And it'll kind of be, like, that soft tone that slowly gets louder, but it's still, like, a soft tone. I know Samsung does that, yeah. for sure. I also, when I used to have a really big problem with waking up, I bought one of those, like, digital alarm clocks and set it across my room and we have one do that yeah Yeah. and it'll slowly get louder that's annoying yeah ours is usually ours is just old so it's like (laughs) (laughs) yeah i bought the one so i put my first alarm on the radio Mm -hmm. and so normally i wake up pretty early for like school and stuff so it'll be playing music and it'll slowly get louder i'm like okay and now i have like 15 minutes until my next alarm yeah and and then that one does it goes off like But that one still starts low. So normally, like, now, because I don't need my alarm clocks as loud, yeah. I'll hear, like, the first couple ones. I'm like, ugh, gross. <laughs> and, then, and then at least, like, gross. it's motivating because you're like, okay, shut it off before I wake everyone else up. Sleep inertia can also give you troubles with tr- trouble with your memory. It can lead to drowsy driving, which is dangerous, yeah. and low performance and loss of concentration throughout the day. Mm-hmm. If you find yourself having this problem regularly... Try adjusting your alarm clocks to make sure you're waking up in the right cycle. So if you're going to get, like, eight hours of sleep, try to set your alarm, like, right as you're, like, you feel like you're about to go to sleep and give yourself, I usually give myself, like, five to ten minutes and then I set my alarm. Like, you can set a timer, too. Yeah. Instead of an alarm. And then you, that helps you wake up in stage one again so you don't feel so groggy and tired and have sleep inertia. Yeah. So if you feel that a lot, like you feel like you always wake up still tired, that could be why. It's because you're waking up in like REM sleep, which is really bad. Yeah. Okay, one more quick sciencey thing I want to talk about is naps. So this is more of a helpful hint because I know I could have used this like a long time ago um, because I love naps. I don't have time for them now, but I used to take so many naps. You can ask, you can ask my cousin, honestly. I fucking love naps. Yeah, naps can be great, but 
if you're not being wrong, not as great. So do six you, hours. Okay, six hours is not a nap. <laughs> My first point, six hours is not a nap. There shouldn't be hours in a nap. Listen. Like, not even two. So max napping-ish should be three hours. Gross. That's it. Otherwise, you're sleeping. And I then hate you just that. need to keep sleeping. There's no point in taking a four-hour nap. Do you ever have those days, like, some days when I take off of, like, work, especially when I was doing work and school, and I was exhausted, mm. I would take an, an entire day off, and if Robert was at school, I would, like, sleep for two hours, wake up, go back and watch TV for 30 minutes, and then go back to sleep for another two hours, like, ugh. That probably means you're sleep-deprived, actually. That's awesome. Which I feel like everything you're saying to me says that you're sleep deprived <laughs> or not getting good enough sleep. Let me tell you, I'm probably not. <laughs> it's like, can confirm. <laughs> so, let me tell you how to take a good nap. Okay. Lily. Okay. So, everybody loves naps. If you don't love naps, you're a monster. You're a monster. Psycho. And, or you're missing out, or you're doing it wrong. Let me. Let me change the experience for you. Or they're a psychopath. <laughs> or they, they're a vampire and they don't need sleep at all. <sighs> love your life if you don't need sleep, honestly. I love sleep, but I'd give it up. If I didn't have to sleep. I wouldn't. I'd do so much with my life. I... Or if I could choose to sleep or not. Oh, that would be like good. Like, I have, like, a week of no sleep and then just sleep. Oh, right? okay. Okay. Uh, okay. I, uh... No, I literally, my favorite thing is to lay down in our bed and watch TV with our cat, Titus. <laughs> and he curls up because now it's getting cold. So he curls up really close to me and I'm just like, oh, I'm so warm. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go to bed. Good night. Taking a nap. <laughs> I get that. I think cats have some magic sleep dust on them. I was going to say some magic dust. Yes. <laughs> Their danders just sleep dust. That's funny because we call Titus Dusty. <laughs> Like, it was a compliment all along. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so, 20-minute naps are actually great. And I have, I want to say I've tested these theories. Okay. Like, over this research, I was like, let me test this out. Let me see if they're lying to you. So, it's not a lie. 20-minute naps are awesome. So, during 20-minute naps, you're basically hitting the first and second stage of sleep and waking up. Mm-hmm. So you don't have to worry about, like, sleep inertia and all that. Yeah. As long as you time it right. Okay. So they can enhance alertness and concentration, elevate your mood, sharpen motor skills, and then if you drink coffee right before your 20-minute nap, you'll be even more awake after because it takes, like, 20 to 30 minutes for coffee to kick in. You drank coffee and then took a nap? Yeah. Science. Oh. I did it for science. <laughs> And it was great. It worked. Sierra the science guy. <laughs> That's me. <laughs> no copyright infringement. No. <laughs> no, because, yeah, it takes like 20 to 30 minutes for coffee to kick in. So it'll kick in right as you're waking up, and then you'll be even more alert. Interesting. Yeah. What, so, kind of, what kind of coffee did you drink? I think I actually drank a Red Bull. It wasn't coffee, but it's just mm. caffeine in general. Yeah. Uh, I think it was the pineapple one, the tropical Red Bull. Oh, I think my mom likes those. Yeah, they're pretty good. So, drinking coffee bef- right before a 20-minute nap mm-hmm. can help alertness and everything. Okay. I tried it. I approve of it. hmm Awesome. And 20 minutes is so easy to fit into your schedule if you're, like, in between things. Yeah. I used to take naps in my car when I worked at a pediatrician's office. Mm. And I had, like, an hour lunch. 
So yeah, just make sure that you factor in like five-ish minutes for you to actually fall asleep. Otherwise, that's going to cut into the 20 minutes. Okay, so basically set aside 25 minutes. Yeah. Okay. Or a little longer depending on how tired you are. Like if you're exhausted, you're probably going to fall asleep like pretty much as you close your eyes. Yeah. But if you need a little more, you can do like 27 minutes or even 30 if you're going to sit there for a second on your phone and then like roll over, close your eyes, go to sleep. You know what I mean? So just factor in the time it's going to take for you to fall asleep, plus the 20 minutes. Kind of guesstimate. Guesstimate. So remember that a full sleep cycle takes 90 minutes. Therefore, an hour-long nap is probably going to leave you feeling groggy still. Okay. Because you're waking, you're probably waking up in REM. So if you're going to take a nap, take into account how much time you have. And I would say, like, if you've only got, you know, three hours, I would say take either a 20-minute nap, like... Maybe closer to the end of your three hours or a 90-minute nap at the beginning. Okay. Or if you have, like, three full hours and then you have, like, an hour before you have to be somewhere, so, like, four hours, then you could take a three-hour nap. I feel like three-hour naps kind of trick you, though, because your body wants to lean towards, like, like having the three to five sleep cycles instead of just, like, one or 20 minutes. Mm -hmm. So I... That's up to you, I guess, if you want to take, like, a three-hour nap. Just... Just remember 90-minute increments. Okay. So, allowing for the REM to get a little bit longer. So, it should be more like, I think it's like three and a half hours. Mm-hmm. Like, no. I know you probably would, but like, you're really going to take a three and a half hour nap. That's not a nap. Yes. 20-minute <laughs> naps. Way to go. Or 90 minutes if you're like really, really tired. My uncle, when I was in high school, he noticed my nap, like, pattern. And he was like, dude, 15-minute nap. Just... No, no longer than tw- like 20 minutes and I was like oh. <laughs> cat naps I was like why do you do this to me true 20 minute cat naps A plus for me cats sleep all day I don't know I don't know Jack's cat doesn't he like sleep for a little bit and then he wants to run around like he's on cocaine <laughs> literally up and down the whole apartment running up walls yeah. and like stop i guess our cats are older too like i think i think oscar's like eight to ten or somewhere around there and then titus is like 16 oh yeah jack's cat's like three yeah (laughs) yeah well my mom's cats are lazy too i don't know they sleep a lot yeah i don't know not not the little one not dax dash dash whatever Dash. Not Dash. Sorry. Dash. He's a freaking nut job. Yeah, he is. He's <laughs> rather crazy. So, a side note mm-hmm. to the napping thing. Okay. REM is where you dream. You can dream outside of REM, but it's normally like those little snippets that you kind of get. Yeah. So, REM is the main dreaming stage. So, if you're dreaming during a nap that's less than 90 minutes, it's a sign of sleep deprivation. Nice. Which is funny because I almost always dream during naps. So you're also so, sleep deprived. I don't know. Yeah. So I'm either sleep deprived or I don't know. Your brain's just on overpower mode. Yeah. I have like a pretty intense vivid dreams, so maybe I just maybe my brain just don't shut off. <laughs> right. Probably, probably it. Cuz I usually always dream during naps. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, but I don't feel like I'm sleep I would notice if I was constantly sleep deprived. Right. All right, so now we're going to move on. Only you can see this cool dance move I'm doing. It's not. <laughs> Let me just... Why would you tell them that? <laughs> God, Mom. Anywho, 
Now, moving on to all the cool, crazy, sometimes scary stuff. Yes. That our brains can do while we are asleep. Actually, um, did you want to take a break? Sure, let's take a break. All right, we'll be back. Are you trying to create a podcast but don't have the money for all the equipment it takes? Maybe not so great with all the editing? Not sure how to distribute your podcast once you have everything recorded? Well, look no further because Anchor is here to help. Anchor is the easiest way to make podcasts. There are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your computer or phone. Anchor will also distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can also make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. And best of all, it's free. We looked at so many different distribution websites before finding Anchor and wish we had found it sooner. They even set you up with sponsors they think will fit the vibe of your podcast, which you can accept or decline at any time. It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Happy Happy podcasting. podcasting. Welcome back. And we're back. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, joy. All right, so. Did I just accidentally... Oh, no, okay. I thought I scrolled up. I was like, I'm an idiot. (laughs) Okay, so starting with the basics... Starting with the basics. There we go. Let's talk about dreaming. Okay. A dream is defined as, quote, a series of thoughts, images, and sensations occurring in a person's mind during sleep, end quote. Though scientists can tell us how and when we dream, there isn't a definitive reason on why we dream. Many theorize that dreams developed for psychological reasons. Mm -hmm. In 1899, Sigmund Freud, often referred to as the father of psychology, theorized that, quote, dreams represented a disguised fulfillment of a repressed wish. Oh, that was supposed to be a full sentence. An unconscious desire played out in a safe fantasy setting, usually because these desires were either unacceptable or detrimental, end quote. So he says this is why we dream about them instead of doing them in real life. Mm -hmm. So he says there's two kinds of information in your dreams. Manifest content, which is the information that actually shows up in your dream, Mm -hmm. and latent content, which is the symbolic meaning to take away from your dream. So basically, like, you're going to dinner with your family is the manifest content, and mm-hmm. then, like, the your psychological reason for why you're picturing this dinner with your family would be the latent content. Okay. That was a poor example. Whatever. That's fine. Freud invented what he called free association, which is when a therapist encourages a person to sit through their dreams and find the hidden meaning. While Freud set the groundwork, we don't really follow his theory nowadays. Mm-hmm. Sigmund Freud was a very, um, like, cut-and-dry person. Like, his theories were were facts. And so his whole thing was, like, all of your dreams have a secret meaning, and and you're normally dreaming about that because it's something, like, toxic. And nobody could tell him otherwise. And nobody could tell him otherwise. And that was, like, like 100% pretty much. He's the same way, if anyone knows about the Oedipus Complex, which I think I kind of explained to you before. That's the one where boys love their mom. Yeah, so okay. that was Sigmund Freud, and he said every every male at some point in their life has an infatuation with their mother, normally pre-puberty, mm-hmm. and then during puberty, so every boy has an infatuation with their mother and views their father as a threat. Right. And then they go through puberty, and they normally grow out of that phase, and they figure out, like, that's your mom, bro. Yeah. <laughs> then they get over that. But some people don't, which is, that's a real thing. But he said, that's all males. Everybody, every time. <laughs> I I feel like my brother's in that stage because he's 12. 
And he's like, I wish I could date you, sister. And I was like, gross, get away from me. Bro. (laughs) Bro. (laughs) Bro. We're gonna have a talk about this. Yeah, it's like, it has, you do see a lot of that when Mm -hmm. you go through psychology. Like, you will see kids, like, like, the whole mama boy thing, and they, like, cling to their mothers. Oh. But it's not all the time. (laughs) God, and then they become, like, those adult males that's like, my mother's word is law right gross get away from me (laughs) (laughs) shit coming for a cutthroat i used to date a mama's boy and he broke up with me because his mom told him to because her his mom didn't like my mom well amy amy (laughs) she knows what i'm talking about too she knows exactly she's gonna laugh her ass off barely talk to your mom i haven't even made it for dinner yet and i'm over here just throwing traps at her i love you Oh my gosh, when this episode comes out, it's going to be after Thanksgiving. I hope everyone's oh. Thanksgiving was awesome. Yay! If you celebrate Thanksgiving. <laughs> I, Just kidding. No. I fucking love Thanksgiving. It's my favorite holiday. That's be- so weird. No one ever says that. I know. <laughs> because I love all that food. Like, I love the comfort food. And I love leftovers. Like, True. I absolutely love leftovers. Anyway, happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Yeah, hope you guys had a good Thanksgiving and ate lots and lots of foods and maybe saw people safely. Safely. Yeah, I'm going to California safely visiting my grandparents. Safely. <laughs> safely. Don't masks. Us. Yeah, masks because yeah. masks. Yeah, it's probably just me and my boyfriend. Mm. Yeah. Chilling. Chilling. Just fine with me. Lazy. I need a lazy day. Yeah. With good food. That's all I care about. Okay, so free association. Oh, so yeah. So Freud was a very, like, blanket statement. Um, out of the box thinker. And a lot of people of his time were, like, offended by everything he said. <laughs> oh, yeah. I wouldn't doubt it. When was he, like, spouting all of this, this off? This is, like, 1899. <laughs> oh, yeah. People so, would, like, no. Yeah, late 1800s, early 1900s was, like, his big thing. Yeah. His big time. Yeah, no, he probably did not make a lot of friends, especially because, I don't know, people were so close-minded back then, For yeah. so for him to be like, every little boy loves his mom, <laughs> yeah. they're like, dude, All no. your dreams are dirty and hidden meanings. Like, they're like, my heavens. <laughs> you're like, oh, I, I dreamt about a car last night, not sure what that has to do with anything. Right. <laughs> oh, I was gonna ask, is that why in a lot of TV shows, like, not even TV shows, like, movies and stuff, like Psycho. Because Psycho mm-hmm. is, um, it's Norman Bates, right? Yeah. Is that why a lot of those people in, like, kind of true crime shows... They go for the Oedipus complex thing? Yeah, and they love their mother. Um, it's part of it. So, Psycho's actually based off Ed Gein. That's that why... that was, like, a legit thing. Yeah. For him, in that case. Um, but it, I think it's just... Uh, I think in true crime, it just adds to the movie aspect. They're like, oh, yeah. they're a murderer, and they do all these things to people. And also, they <laughs> and have also- an ancestral infatuation with their mother. So let's make it a little worse. Like Gross. Yeah. I think there is a lot of case. There's actually a lot of cases like that mm-hmm. in true crime where, where serial killers have had that complex. But I think it also just adds to the the movie factor. Anywho, that's Freud. I could do a whole thing on Simon Freud just because I personally don't. He's... The father of psychology. So that's Ooh. also why his claims were so outlandish at the time, because psychology was, like, very new. Like, nobody thought into, yeah. like, why they think the way they think. 
they just, just thought you were weird or fucked up. That was it. They just said, that's what you do. Yeah. Yeah. And it was very much like the era, which my dad used to say this. But it's like the, oh, you're acting up? Well, I'm just going to take you out back and beat the shit out of you until you act right. Even though people had like mental illnesses that made them act that way. Oh my God. It's like, oh, you're crying? I'll give you something to cry about. Yeah, literally. That's my mom. Yeah. My, da- my dad was one of those people that used to be like, when I was a kid, we didn't have ADHD, ADD, ABCD. Yes, you did. <laughs> yeah, I was like, yeah, you did. He's like, we just took people out back and, and beat them until they acted right. I was like, that is not correct. <laughs> um, How old would your dad be right now? 60. He would be 60? Yeah, he would have been 60 this May or next, next 2020. So yeah, this, this year he would have been 60. Okay, because my mom's next year, she's going to turn 39, I believe. <laughs> Sorry. See, that's unlucky. You should have seen her face. <laughs> no, but my... You're so, uninvited from dinners. <laughs> oh, my God. I know. Only you can go now. Um, no, I... Uh, so, I wonder if it's because my mom's younger, but she realized, like, later on in life, she was like, oh, I was doing these things and acting this way because I have anxiety. Mm. Because I need something. I'm, I'm missing some... Oh, my glasses. I'm missing some, you know, like chemical chemicals. Hormone in, or something. Yeah. yeah. They weren't raised like that. No. They were raised like your kid's acting up or your kid's a crybaby or whatever. Yeah. And that's kind of the same thing. Yeah. It took me a long time to realize I had anxiety. Like, <laughs> looking back, I was like, oh, that's why I acted like that. Mm-hmm. So I was having a panic attack. <laughs> Weird. <laughs> and my parents were just like, why the fuck are you crying? I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I can't tell you. It's awful. Yeah. But they just weren't raised like that. Like, I have to cut them some slack. Growing up and we're raised in an environment where mental health is, like, people are a lot more aware of stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Which is great. Yeah. Hopefully that continues to happen. Don't think we're laughing at the mental illness. It's just... We're comic reliefs. Yes. So (laughs) we don't mean to offend people by laughing at things. That's how we cope. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, because we went through that growing up. Yeah, we get what you're going through. Yeah. And we're not hating on any parents who have that mentality either, because you're just raised that way. They weren't raised in a time where it was like, oh, maybe they need help. Mm-hmm. It was just, just wasn't a thing. Yeah. So if you think your parent's an asshole, I mean... Maybe, maybe they are, but right, not maybe your they, parents. <laughs> maybe they are, but I would, I would take a step back and just be like, oh, maybe they're doing this for a reason because yeah. I'm doing... You know, have that same revelation of, oh, I'm doing this for a reason. They might be doing the same thing yeah. for a different reason. I think that's a big thing is, like... Obviously, we all make the jokes to, like, okay, boomer. And, like, all those. But Karen. you do have to step back, to and think, like... As as awful as they sound or as uneducated as they sound, like, they just weren't raised the same way. They just don't understand. It's... You can't talk to people like that. You can't say that. Mm-hmm. You should take this into consideration. They literally... It was generational failure in my opinion but they just weren't raised that way no so anywho um back on track freud series like kept in the back of everyone's mind and that's the basis of where like dream analysis came from Mm -hmm. but the common interpretation came from dr rosalind cartwright she theorized that dreams are the mechanisms where the brain incorporates memories solves problems and deals with emotions Mm -hmm. dreams are essential for our emotional health so she says while Dreams can have meanings, they don't always have a hidden meaning. Mm -hmm. Sometimes you're dreaming about going to the farmer's market, and you're just dreaming about going to the farmer's market. Well, I sent you what I was dreaming the other night. Oh, 
Yeah. Where I was like, these two lesbians. lesbians. That's not what you said. You said, here's what happened, in all caps, lesbians. lesbians. And I was like, because I, I had re- information. I had remembered a part of the story. So I woke up and I immediately wrote this down in my notes. But it was like, two girls and a child... One's married to a man, the other is the mistress, and then the child is... No, that came off in your notes. The child. I was half asleep. But me. So that is how, like, dream... Uh, dream journaling works. Most of the time it's, like, garbled, but you it helps you remember. Yeah, it makes sense to me. It probably doesn't make sense to her. Yeah, I have the, I have it right here. Do you want me to... Oh, I was like, I got it right here, too, because you sent it in the group chat. I did. This is what it says. Two women and a child on the run because the ex-husband tried to kill them, so the mom killed him instead and tried to burn down the house, which was a coffee house they owned together, house above coffee shop, lesbians. Hi, also, that's (laughs) trademarked. No one can steal that, okay? Yeah, we will come for you. Copyright infringement. Morbidly intoxicated. But there there was no, oh, she was the mistress and there were lesbians. You just put all caps lesbians and <laughs> so i was like i need to know more i'm gonna need a little more information than that i'm writing a whole book about it <laughs> all right well i'm waiting for it perfect coming 2025 <laughs> 2030 give me some time 2076 <laughs> her grandkids are gonna finish it and then publish it. so there's a list of common dreams people have that have specific meanings mm-hmm. to name a few falling a dream about falling, not, like, the sudden jolt sort of thing that people get. Yeah. Uh, can mean feeling out of control in something... Feeling out of control in your waking life. hmm Being chased usually means you're avoiding something. Or if there's someone specific chasing you, it could be avoiding them or something to... Or something to do with them. Or that there's something you're putting off and you're running from it. Yeah. Your teeth falling out mean you may be experiencing self-confident issues... And you, or you care too much about how people perceive you. Also, eating is a survival tactic, so you might be feeling powerless in a certain situation. Mm-hmm. Being naked in public means that you're feeling vulnerable, or perhaps that you're lying about something or pretending to be a different person, and you're being exposed in your dream. Mm-hmm. And then being late, which is me. I have these dreams all the time. Really? Yeah. It's like FOMO, which is fear of missing out. Yeah. Or um, a, an indication that you need to organize your life or that you're overbooking yourself. You... That ain't me. <laughs> you organize, like, to the max, though, I feel like. I try. Because I get very stressed out when, like, like plans aren't set in place. Anyways, yeah. Being late dreams is me. I have those all the time, anytime I'm, like, stressed out. Because I overbook myself like crazy. You do? I was like, yeah, I can do it for you. It's fine. I don't know when. I'll just lose sleep over it. Like, it's fine. And it's I fine. have, like, such... Most of them are, like, FOMO dreams, too. Like, yeah. like uh, in high school, we always used to take this trip to Disneyland, and I constantly still have dreams about being late to that trip. And, like, oh my being, God. like not getting on the bus, or, like, I get there and I forget my money, so I can't do anything while we're there. And, like, those dreams stress me out. That would stress me out, too. Or, like, I'm always, like, late to a party... Or, like, like everything goes wrong on the way to a party, and they show up, like, four hours late. Oh, my God. Oh, God. So stressful. But you, like, Sierra in real life, she'll plan, like, a week or two in advance for parties, and she'll start, like, buying things that she needs, and, like, a couple days before, she buys all the groceries, and, like, she sets, like, four hours aside to, like, cook and shit. I like to be prepared. And also, like, 
I know I just texted all of you guys and I was like, hey, can we do Chili's in like four weeks? And everyone's like, why is it so far away? I'm like, we're all so busy. And this way we know we'll all be there. And it's also holiday season, so. I know, I told Robert, I was like, Sarah just made plans for next month to go to Chili's. I was like, <laughs> this better be a special occasion because she knows we can go to Chili's anytime, right? <laughs> Recurring dreams. Um, which is having the same dream frequently may mean that you need to actively make a change or take action in your waking life. So like for the being late, normally when I have a lot of those, I sit down, I'm like, okay, I probably need to organize a little better. I'm like, oh, usually overbooking myself. Yeah. And then I have to be like, okay, I, can't, I have to say no to that person. Like I can't fit that in my schedule. Yeah. So. Um, I have recurring dreams about giant spiders yes. chasing me. I was just going to ask you about that. Like, tell us about these dreams. Oh my god, they're terrifying. I wouldn't say I have them once a week, but I have them maybe like once every two weeks, which is still pretty frequent. Every two weeks, for real? Yeah, two to three weeks, yeah. I'll have like one. Mm -hmm. And it's just this... Imagine Godzilla. Not even... Yeah, Godzilla, but as a tarantula. <laughs> and he's destroying New York. Tarantazilla. <laughs> yeah, Tarantazilla. Trademark. <laughs> <laughs> Trademark. And that's like, and for some reason, I'm in whatever city he's destroying. It doesn't matter if it's a small town. It doesn't matter if it's New York. And I'm there and he's chasing me. Interesting. I also really hate spiders, though, so I don't know. So my take would be, you could just be manifesting the spider partially. Mm -hmm. But, like, the being chased part could play into that. That yeah. you're, like, avoiding something or, like dreading doing something mm -hmm. but then there is actually a thing about spiders so nice calm spiders which is not what you're experiencing <laughs> can mean good fortune or like good fortune if you work hard because spiders take a long time to build their webs um i don't know if he's nice or not because i've never let him get me so i don't know if he's nice he's destroying <laughs> new york maybe he's trying to save me like king kong and the and the girl i i feel like you <laughs> might have missed the movie a little bit I don't feel like... No, but he takes I mean, the girl and he, like, wants to keep her safe. Maybe that's what giant tarantula is trying to do I know people me. like that movie, and I don't mean to shit on you, but something about a gorilla, a giant, huge gorilla, like, protecting me, like, I don't feel very safe. Like, um, claiming me as its human. Also, where would a tarantula claim me? Put you on its back. Oh, Like, some spiders do that. Tarantulas don't do that with their babies, but... <laughs> Anyways... <laughs> So nice spiders. Like, if you're seeing, like, a spider building a web in your dream or, like, just chill spider, whatever mm -hmm. that looks like in your mental state, your mental, in your dream. Probably not a um, building-sized one. Go on. Right. Can mean good fortune if you work hard. Crazy spider dreams or scary spider dreams usually interpret to weaving webs of deception. So, so the most common translation is... That you feel you're being manipulated, or you think you're manipulating somebody else. Because spiders weave webs of lies. Interesting. Yeah. So, are you feeling very, are you feeling manipulated by somebody? No, I just really hate spiders. <laughs> <laughs> and it could be that, too. Yeah. It's, dream analysis is not an exact science. Neither yeah. is psychology and in, in, in reality, but... Yeah. I mean, you can't prove for a fact why someone dreams about giant spiders, so... But that's a common interpretation of them. I don't know what a Godzilla-sized spider... 
I'm gonna. Means. I'm gonna see if I can just let him get me next time and see what happens. You're gonna get trapped by the spider. She's gonna sacrifice herself in the name of science. Applause. You're welcome, universe. Maybe you could like lucid dream. That was a perfect segue into what we're talking about next. Mm-hmm. That you could like have a lucid dreaming moment and be like, "Stop running! Stop this, running. Let the spider get me!" Oh my gosh. Healthline.com says lucid dreaming is when you're aware that you're dreaming. You can recognize your thoughts and emotions. You can recognize your thoughts and emotions as they happen, and you're able to control parts of your dream, people, places, things. Okay. So lucid dreaming happens in between conscious state and REM sleep. A lot of people have experienced a lucid dream at some point, and many people can do it frequently. So I'm actually able to lucid dream. I've been able to do it since I was a kid, but mm-hmm. I don't really fuck around with it because it terrifies me yeah which we'll get into so i can control like small aspects of my dreams Mm -hmm. and most people use it to reduce anxiety and nightmares so basically when you start to have a nightmare you just use it a little bit to like shift the dream so you get out of the nightmare can't you wake yourself up can't you also use it to um like kind of cope with phobias Yeah. yeah so some people will use it that way and i have a whole list of that too but Basically, you can control your dream. That's it. Yeah. And there's people who are, like, extremely good at it mm-hmm. to where they can, like, craft this whole other reality and they can like, control pretty much every aspect of their dream, which is insane That's to me. That's nuts, yeah. And and you can train yourself to lucid dream. I am not going to teach you how to do that. You can mm-hmm. look that up on your own. I don't want to be held responsible. Right. Morbidly intoxicated but, is not liable. Right. But you can train yourself to do it, or if you already know how, like, I could train myself to be better at it but I just don't really want to do that <laughs> so while people can use it for reducing anxiety and like turning their dreams away from nightmares it can mm-hmm. also bring out some really intense situations yeah which is why I'm not going to teach you how to do it <laughs> <laughs> yeah can't you get stuck yeah so changing small things can be nice but when you become a more advanced lucid dreamer it can become hard to differentiate between dream and reality yeah so you can basically get stuck in this place where you're never really sure if you're awake. Mm-hmm. So a big thing with lucid dreaming is intense false awakening dreams, which is where you wake up and you think you're awake and you yeah. have this whole dream, whatever, and then you wake up again. Yeah. And sometimes there's like a whole inception thing where like you have multiple false awakenings and then you finally wake up. And so people don't really know. That's like where you get like, okay, am I actually awake this time? That's terrifying. Yeah. An article on the site, howtolucidream.com, they will teach you. I will not. <laughs> There's a whole website called howtolucidream.com. You can blame them, not us. <laughs> right. Um, I think it's Stefan Zuger describes how he had an intense case of sleep paralysis. He started experiencing extremely vivid false awakenings on repeat. In the first episode, he went through his entire morning routine, even waiting at the bus stop, going into work before his dream took a turn where he felt a sharp pain like he'd been stabbed and he passed up and passed out and then he woke up for real. That's intense. Yeah, he literally went through his everyday morning routine and he thought that he was like waiting at the bus stop, going into work and all of it. So his only indication that he was dreaming was that he felt slightly strange, like he was hungover Mm -hmm. and he noticed everyone he came in contact with seemed angry or upset at him. Mm -hmm. Like they just had kind of like a bitter attitude towards him. Right. And then he said that he felt like he waited at the bus stop for, like, four hours or something. Oh, okay. But he was just like, oh, I'm just kind of, like, hungover or something. And he couldn't really place it until he woke up. And he, and he saw that it was, like, 4 a.m. on the date that he knew it was. And he's like... 
Oh, was like, I was dreaming. Like, yeah. So then he went back to sleep, and he started having the same false awakenings over and over and over again. Oh. Yeah. That's terrible. And he said he had, like, like seven or eight of them before he finally woke up for real. Holy shit. Yeah. So, that's insane. I've had some false awakening dreams, or, like, ones that felt, like, so real, because I'd wake up in my house exactly how it is, and I would go through whatever. I'd just be talking to my mom. Yeah. And I wake up, and I'm like, is this the dream, or... <laughs> My mom had one of those, and she actually almost came in my room and beat the shit out of me. <laughs> oh my because god, my mom said this. Really? Yeah. So, my mom had a dream, extremely vividly, where she had woken up to a phone call from my school that said they caught me smoking on the bus, and she, like, she woke up for real and didn't realize that it was a dream until she was halfway down the hall, and she's like, wait a minute. <laughs> Wait a minute, it, what time is it? She hasn't even been to school. Yeah. Yeah, my mom gets a lot... Hers are always, like, really sad. Like, something bad Aww. happens to us, and she has, like, really intense ones. And so she'll, it's like, wake me up in the middle of the night, or she'll, like, call my sisters and... Make sure and they're wake okay. them up, or she's like, call me when you wake up, you know? Yeah. Yeah, she had one when my sister was in Mexico recently, and she's like, I need you to call me, like, as soon as you have service again. Oh my god. Yeah, she texted her boyfriend who had service, and he, she was like, Monica needs to call me. But, like, everything's okay, but Monica needs to call me. Yeah. So she's just checking in. Yeah. So as I said, I'm not gonna teach you how to lucid dream, but there are ways that you can train yourself. But I will tell you what to be careful about. The same site, howtolucidream.com, warns beginners that things can seem very intense and even frightening when you first start out. Your mind may show you images it knows you find scary. It's important to always keep your sense of reality, telling yourself mentally that you know you're dreaming. This is the same when it comes to false awakenings. Mm-hmm. It's important to keep in mind that if you try something for the first time in a lucid dream, it can seem a lot more intense. So a lot of times when people start to learn to lucid dream, their first instinct is like, I'm going to fly. Because that's apparently a thing that everyone wants to do. Why? That's terrifying. I don't know. Right. It it sounds scary to me anyways. Because they're always like, oh, I can do whatever I want. I'm going to fly through the sky. Whatever. And so what they warn you about is when you first start flying and you don't obviously know what you're doing unless you can fly in real life right um, which nobody can, can goodbye right we don't believe you but if you can prove it uh, <laughs> prove it prove it but they warn you that first time trying that be careful because it's obviously gonna be fucking terrifying oh, and yeah. you aren't gonna know like how to control your speed and all that so you're just gonna have a dream where you're like like whizzing through the sky and I don't know how to explain that without sounding like an idiot but I, the way I imagine it is, like, that whole room spinning feeling yeah. would be similar, and that's, like, kind of scary. Um, I'm glad that people take that approach where they're like, I'm gonna try and fly, not, oh, I'm gonna go commit all these crimes, like... Oh, silly woman, we just haven't gotten there yet. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's not silly. called... It's not called morbidly intoxicated <laughs> for nothing. <laughs> silly, silly girl. Oopsie Yeah. Same, so the next thing is, um, they tell you, like, be careful when you do something intense, like, mm-hmm. they, they flat tell you, like, don't kill people in your dreams, you fucking psycho. Because also, because lucid dreaming is so vivid, you're basically, like, it's like VR, like virtual reality, to a whole new level, because yeah. it's in your head, and it feels so real, even though you tell yourself, like, I'm dreaming, and I can control this, whatever. I don't feel like I should have to explain why not to kill people in your dreams. Right. That's like feeding into some crazy fantasy that yeah. you might have. And who knows, oh, you're going to wake up and start killing people? Oh my god. Because that's like... Um, 
I can't believe that there has to be a warning out there for that. Yeah. Like, somebody had to ruin it for everybody else. (laughs) (laughs) You got your murder privileges taken away. For real. (laughs) Those warning signs, yeah, you're like, okay, someone did this and now they have to put a sign to tell you not to do that. Yeah. Those are my favorite things. Like, don't throw the toaster into the washer. Right. Or the washer, the bathtub. The bathtub, right. Right, they, someone made them have to put that warning label on there. Yeah. Like, when you get your phones taken away in class. (laughs) This is such an old reference, but, like, do you remember in high school, like, you always had that one class where somebody would be texting and and your teachers were okay having your cell phones, like, in your bag or in your pocket or whatever, as long as you weren't on it? Yeah. But, like, one kid did it, and as soon as you walked into class the next day, you had to put your phone in, like, a bucket. One kid had to it for everyone. Someone killed someone in their dream, and now none of us can kill people in our dreams. (laughs) (laughs) That is so rude. How... How dare you? Why did you tell anybody? What a travesty. Oh my god. (laughs) She just kept your mouth shut. (laughs) Jesus. No, but that's a big thing. It's like that you're going to feel that aggression in your waking life. Yeah. Like your feet, your dreams are your psyche. So they call it like your dream ego. So that's a representation of yourself. Mm -hmm. And that's like your, the psyche version of you. Yeah. So if you start feeding your dream ego, like we're going to kill people now. What do you think you're going to? Think about in real life. It's going to transpire. Maybe not, not like, obviously 100% fact that you're going to kill people, but you're going to start feeling that aggression. Mm -hmm. You know, especially, like, they will tell you a lot about a lot of things is not to bring people you actually know into the scenario. So another thing is, like, destroying buildings and doing, like, like, big, massive things because you can be like, okay, cool, I'm going to destroy this skyscraper in my dream. It's going to be awesome. And then you kind of go through that, like, coming down effect where you're, like wait, were there people in that building? Did I just kill all these people? Oh my and god. And you then... go through, like, this mental kind of break of your life. Mm-hmm. Oh my god. And that then you have to fight yourself and be like, it's just a dream, but also I feel like I just killed all these people. Right. Also, so, I think I'm a piece of shit. So. Right. So you have to be careful what you're doing. About the bringing people into your dream, like, another big thing, which is just how humans are, is, like, sex dreams with lucid dreaming because you get to play out <gasps> these fantasies so you can do whatever you want. Don't bring people you know into that. Okay. Because you're gonna start acting like they've done like these studies too. Like you, you automatically start acting different around those people because mm-hmm. you're dating them in your dream. Can I tell you a really funny story? What? So when Robert and I first started dating, even before I moved in, I had this dream that he was cheating on me, and so I came to the house the next day and I was just mad yeah. all day. Right. That's a perfect example. I was like, it's "You like, fucking jerk." Like, you, exactly. And you knew it was a dream. Oh, yeah, but I was still mad. Exactly. That's a that's a perfect example because people are like, well, I know I'm dreaming. I'm like, that has a residual effect, though, on mm-hmm. your emotions. So you're dating, say you're dating your coworker in your dream, and you've been lucid dreaming this for months. How do you think you're acting around your coworker? Oh, my God, really strange. Oh, I thought you saw a spider. Oh, or no. The way you reacted. <laughs> you're like, oh, my God. I'm like, oh, I will kill it right now. Wham! <gasps> No Godzilla spiders in here. <laughs> so, yeah, it's the same thing with like if you have an aggression towards a coworker and yeah. you kill them in your dream. Oh my god. Right. <laughs> right. Once again, don't feel like I should have to explain that. Yeah, just don't do it. So they recommend not killing people, but with the whole sex thing, fantasy thing, make it someone you don't know or like a celebrity you're never gonna meet. But don't right. pick your neighbor you've had a crush on for eight years. <laughs> 
or some shit like that. Yeah. Yeah, and I totally agree with that about the dream, too. I had a... This was like a year ago now, but I had a sex dream about a coworker, <gasps> and I could not make eye contact with him for like a week. You told me about yes, that. Yes, I, remember I was that. so embarrassed, and I was like... <laughs> Oh my god, no. Like, no. Yes, and you were like, I don't even like this guy. <laughs> I was like, he's cute, we're good friends, but like, what the fuck was that? And like, dreams uh-huh. are wild like that, you know? Yeah. Like, sometimes you're like, why does that guy look like my si-? Like, that girl looks like my sister, but I know it's supposed to be like, Lily. Like, yeah. so dreams are weird. But yeah, I could not make eye contact with him. And I came into work, and I tried to hide so much. He's like, why are you acting weird? What's up? And I just like, looked at him and walked away. He's Nothing. like, he's like, you're hiding something. I'm like, no, 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 get away from me. Get away from me. Like I kept, and I'm a ginger for those of you that don't know. Yeah. If you haven't looked at our picture, but right. I don't just blush. Like I turn into a goddamn tomato all over. And so I was yeah. like, oh my God. Like I could not even like show my face to him because I was blushing so hard because it was so embarrassing and he didn't even know. <laughs> he's like, why are you acting so weird? But it's pretty funny. I had a weird dream that one of my male friends was a mermaid with boobs and we were underwater. <laughs> I was like, I woke up, I was like, that's so weird. I love that. <laughs> I love those random dreams. You're like, right. So that's stuff to be careful about. Um, they also published an article titled What Not to Do in Lucid Dreams. Um, which I realize is like the same thing, but that one was just like what to be, what to look out for. Mm-hmm. Like you can, you can fly and you can destroy a building. Just like be aware of the like mental repercussions of things like that. Yeah. So what not to do was the killing thing and the bringing sex into it or people you know. Uh, have all the sex dreams you want. Just <laughs> yeah, <laughs> do it the right way. Uh, so more of what not to do is thinking negative thoughts Mm -hmm. because that's going to manifest in your dreams automatically like your brain knows you yeah so if you're really stressed out about something you know you've been really stressed out it's best to avoid lucid dreaming at that time or it's going to manifest what you're stressed about and possibly even more intensely Mm -hmm. so you're not going to feel better right looking into mirrors which to me just automatically sounds terrifying. It does. I just don't look into mirrors ever. I don't know. <laughs> I don't unless I'm like brushing my hair, brushing my teeth, or doing my makeup. I don't like looking into mirrors no. just in real life. Like looking at myself in in the mirror, like really looking at myself, freaks me out. I think I look scary. Like if I sit there and like stare, I'm just like, oh my god, I'm terrifying, gross. Right. That's why. Like I'll do like a once over, you know, because when you do your makeup, you're not really looking at yourself. You're looking, you're looking at, at like, your the one eye you're working on. Or your hair, you're looking at your hair. And yeah. then I do like a once over at the end, maybe like vibe with myself, but I'm never like sitting there like analyzing my reflection because that shit's scary. I I used to sit there and like I would zone out and I'm like, oh man, I need to, I need to quit zoning out. Like when I was going to the bathroom or whatever. Yeah. So I'd sit there and like stare at the mirror just to see like, <laughs> like, like is she gonna move? No, like <laughs> no, I would like be looking at my face, like seeing, you know, if I had pimples or anything. So I'd be staring and I'm like, this is terrifying. I'm gonna yeah, stop. I'm gonna get out of here. <laughs> I don't know, mirrors freak me out a little bit. And there's a lot of stuff in like lore and other cultures that's like a big thing with like mirrors being windows and portals. Yeah. So don't fuck around with that. I have this funny thing that I do um, when I'm in the salon. Like, I have the handheld mirror. Yeah. And I don't like it to face the client just because it's weird, like the devil mirror. Yeah. But then I think this every time. I'll turn it around so the mirrors are against each other. And I'm like, I'm going to open a portal to the demon world. <laughs> because that's a, that's a thing, like having two mirrors up against each other. Have you ever seen Donnie Dargo? No. Oh. I, I have literally been too scared to watch that movie. It's not scary. It's so good. I don't like the weird rabbit thing. 
Oh, it Perfect. shows up for like in total of five minutes of the movie. Oh, oh shit! Because I've been wanting to watch it, but I'm like that thing freaks me out. It's so. But good. Nicola fucked me up as a kid, bro. That was a good ass book. It was, and then I saw a, a play. There was a we, play. On a trip. Yeah, they made a play. Um, scary. There's a movie too. What? Yeah. I don't know. Something about rabbits, y'all. We uh okay. Love them, but also hate them. This this next week going by, we're gonna watch Donnie Darko and we'll get back to you. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. I know someone out there is yelling like, oh my god. My mom. She hasn't seen Donnie Darko. It's probably Amy. Calm down, Amy. Stop using my first name. I know. She's gonna be like, I hate this. What are you, my mother? The biggest thing with the mirrors is that in your dreams it can show you some really scary stuff. Looking into a mirror may reveal your quote residual self-image. Okay. Which is how you perceive yourself. Yeah. So doing that can be really startling and jarring for people. So you want to make sure if you're going to do that, that you're like kind of mentally prepared for that. They don't recommend it. Yeah. But because you obviously view yourself different. But yeah. So make sure you're careful with that because you don't really, you might think you know how you see yourself, but like actually seeing yourself is very different than how you look in the mirror or how you look in photos. Right. So be careful before you venture down that path. Uh, another thing they warn about is lucid dreaming all the time, mm-hmm. and that goes back to, like, mixing reality and dream life and not really knowing the difference. Yeah. So, the site recommends only once or twice a week, which is all that most people can do anyways, but yeah. if you're really advanced at it, um, people can, like, there's people that can lucid dream every night. That's crazy. But they don't recommend that. Yeah, no. Because that can lead to a lot of things. I feel like that'd make you mentally, like... Yeah. Just drained. Yeah, that's another thing, too, is, is lucid dreaming drains from your deep sleep. Yeah. So, because you still... Because you're sitting there and being like, I'm dreaming, I'm going to control this, you're not really sleeping. So, if repetitive false awakenings or living your literal nightmares isn't scary enough for you, <laughs> or not being able to tell the difference between reality and dreaming, lucid dreaming can lead to something so fun called sleep paralysis. <laughs> Sorry, disclaimer, they, that's like a thing they say is that talking about it can make it happen because you're thinking about it. At least take you're that, not the ones talking about right, it. Right, take that as you, um, as you wait, will, may, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> that, that was just a whole... I forgot that phrase. So do with that, do with that what you will. That's the phrase I was looking for. Oh my god. <laughs> I'm leaving so. all of that in. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just a male. Yeah, this is, I view this as the most terrifying experience during sleep. Mm-hmm. It, ugh. Sleep paralysis is defined as feeling awake but being unable to move. A better description would be not being able to move but seeing terrifying shit around you. <laughs> sleep paralysis occurs in between waking and sleeping life. So it normally takes place earlier in the night as you're falling asleep mm-hmm. or in the morning as you're waking up. Studies show that most people will experience sleep paralysis at least once in their lifetime. Yeah, I have not experienced it yet. I know it's gonna happen. Might be tonight, and I'm terrified. I have. You have? Yeah. When I was a little kid, I don't remember what happened, but I like woke up, and I don't know how to describe this other than somebody took one of those giant levers to turn on a light. You know that you have to like put all I, your weight into, yes. and it snaps, and it like my head was just kind of stuck, and it sounded like an alarm was going off. And I was sitting there, and I like couldn't move. For like five minutes. Dang. And then I that snapped out. That is so of it. scary. I was like, what the fuck? Yeah, there's. No. That's actually kind of 
sort of like a typical experience that people go through. Really? Yeah. So there's a few like common ones that I'm going to go over. Mm -hmm. Certain people can be more at risk. Sleep paralysis is a common side effect of narcolepsy, which is a sleep disorder that causes extreme daytime drowsiness and sudden bursts of deep sleep. Or, if not already diagnosed, frequent episodes of sleep paralysis can be a sign that you might be narcoleptic. Sleep paralysis can also be a side effect of psychiatric conditions like PTSD and panic disorders. Mm -hmm. High levels of stress and anxiety, as well as irregular sleep patterns, can lead to sleep paralysis. So that makes sense with people with PTSD and panic disorders, because they have a high level of anxiety, usually, and stress. But it's also just, like, regularly, if you have something stressful going on in your life, sometimes that can trigger sleep paralysis. A website titled Quartz, which is QZ.com, lists that there are three main types of experiences. Intruder hallucinations, where you can sense a menacing presence in the room, which manifests into an actual intruder scenario playing out. Hate that. Yeah. That kind of plays into what people usually call, like, the shadow man, which is kind of just a shadow man (laughs) standing in the corner of your room, usually. But then you turn on the light and there's, like, nothing. Yeah. Or you just wake up and there's nothing. I fucking hate that. Yeah. Yeah, me too. Me too, girl. (laughs) Uh, Incubus hallucinations, which is kind of what you were talking about. So these are described as a feeling of pressure on the chest or being suffocated and can often occur with... uh, Occur can often occur together with intruder hallucinations. Okay. So is it kind of like that? Like you felt... It literally... Like I said, it felt like as soon as, like, say the lights are off at the zoo and they have one big lever to pull down and then it pulls up in, like, a half circle and you hear that crack. Oh. I woke up and I, like, my head was just kind of, like, it was, like, super fuzzy and it sounded like there was a loud alarm going off and I couldn't move to, like, get up. But it was, like, terrifying. I was like, like... Like, the purge. Uh, fuck that. <laughs> yeah. No, it was terrifying. Yeah. So, it's not cool. entirely similar, but kind of. Yeah, yeah. but kind the of. The feeling of not being able to move is, like, a distinct factor of sleep paralysis. So, if you experience a dream like that, you're most likely experiencing an episode of sleep paralysis. Yeah. Uh, the last one usually happens by itself and is the feeling of floating above your bed. Which, a lot of people experience that. They just kind of wake up. They can't move, but they are, like hovering or sometimes they can see themselves hovering over the bed i kind it's like of a very mild version of sleep paralysis i was gonna say i kind of want to experience that just right. to see that one's not as like terrifying ter- yeah as most of them are no so there's a lot of other scenarios that can take place during sleep paralysis those are the common themes people experience yeah there's a documentary that um my friend and i watched a couple years ago now called the nightmare oh. and it's a whole um, it's not anthology. It's a, a documentary about people who suffer from chronic sleep paralysis. Mm-hmm. I highly recommend it, but don't watch it at night. <laughs> What's it on? It's, um, they took it off Netflix, which sucks, but it's um, on Amazon Prime and Vudu. You can rent it on there for, like, a couple dollars. Okay. But it's really good. It goes through, like, you hear from the people that are experiencing it and maybe stuff that triggered it and all that. Mm-hmm. And then they actually do recreations of these people's nightmares. No. It's terrifying. Like, no. Like, you've never seen a horror movie like that movie. No. Yeah. But if you're into it, go watch it because it's amazing and it's such a good representation of sleep paralysis. And it's even more scary because, like, scary movies are fake. Yeah. You can That's literally real. experience sleep paralysis. And you yeah. most likely will at least once in your life. Right. You're welcome. 
Oh my gosh. You're welcome for that fear. I feel it every day. <laughs> You're I really a just did that. I sing things a lot and I was trying to hold back on the podcast, but it Just do it. It happened. Just do it. That's my truest self right there. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> just do you. Anyways, it's fine. Yeah. It's called The Nightmare. So watch it. Because it's it's really good. I'm saying it's done really well. But it's pretty scary. Ugh. Yeah. Um, no, anything with dramatic you. reenactments, something about that shit. Yeah. Just messes me up. Okay, so now, as much as I really don't want to, I'm going to tell you a few scary stories about sleep paralysis. That I'm so excited for this part. Oh, yeah. So these are actual accounts of people's like sleep paralysis episodes. My mom's excited for this, too. <laughs> Hi, Mom. Hi, Amy. Hi, Amy. <laughs> So this first one I found on Ranker.com, and the writer says, quote, It was actually a two-parter, three if you count the dream within a dream. When I was 12. Night one, it started out normal enough. I was walking through the desert, and out of nowhere my mom showed up, desperate to tell me something. I listened, and she begged me to wake up. This is a dream. Please, open your eyes and wake up. So I did. I was confused when I actually woke up and went back to sleep. Don't remember other dreams that night. Night two, same premise. I was walking through the desert, but no mother to be seen. I then remember what she told me. If you're in a dream desert, wake up. I opened my eyes and woke up in a medieval prison guarded by some sort of monsters. Naturally, I was scared, but the people in that prison were terrified, telling me this wasn't supposed to happen and that I should please go back to sleep and wake up in my room. It took a while for me to get to sleep, being in a prison and all, and the longer it took, the more terrified they became. Eventually, I went to sleep and woke up in my room, but I still wonder if that dream was trying to tell me something. What the fuck? Yeah, so that leads into something. So there's things about dream deserts mm-hmm. where basically you, you're going to get, like, lost and stuck in your dream. It's, okay. like, the running theory. Mm-hmm. And some people have said they experience that. So if you wake up in or you go to sleep and wake up in a dream desert, you, mm-hmm. like, have to immediately wake yourself up. Okay. And the other thing is, a lot of people, and I've always theorized this too, Hmm. a lot of people think that sleep paralysis is actually, like, visiting other dimensions. Right. Kind of like dreamwalking, which I didn't really get into, but I should have. Um, But kind of like dreamwalking, and so that kind of plays into it, how, like, they woke up in this prison, and everyone's like, you're not supposed to be here, you need to go back to sleep, and wake up in your room, and that gives me chills. Oh my god, that's freaky. freaks me out. Because I do believe that there's... There has to be more out there than just Earth, just us, you know? Yeah. So that's, like, a big theory mm-hmm. with sleep paralysis, which I'm going to get into, too, is because people see, like, all these people see the same things. Yeah. Which is crazy. And, and a lot of people, and I've read accounts, are like, I didn't know anything about sleep paralysis. What? You're covered in goosebumps. Oh, yeah. I, like, that, like, gives me chills. I feel like my legs are getting goosebumps. Yeah. Too. I didn't get into dreamwalking, so maybe we'll do an episode on that, because it's really cool. But it's similar to that. Like, you're dreamwalking, you can, like, transport to these other dimensions and places, and, and there's a lot more to that, but... Yeah. Yeah. So that freaked me out. And this yeah. person just, like, had this dream at 12 years old. Like, they couldn't have learned that. No, you know, absolutely not. I mean, they could part it's, of it, but you know what I mean? It's not like... Yeah, but you, when you're 12 years old, like, my brother's 12. Yeah. All he cares about is video games. Right. <laughs> so to have a dream where you wake up in this prison with all these monsters, and they're like, where are you ain't supposed to be here? You need to go back to sleep and wake up in your room. Yeah. That's, he... Oh. He probably knows nothing about dream paralysis. Like, I... Yeah. 
or dreams or anything. Yeah, it's... Ugh, that freaks me out. Ugh. That leads me into a major story within the community of people who have had sleep paralysis. Yeah. That have seen the hat man. The hat man? Brought this one fucks me up. <laughs> and it's so simple and short, but it's so scary to me. Is this like Slender Man? Don't ever say that around me again. <laughs> How dare you delete that, Robert. Burn that clip. What? I won't tell you. She really came out here and said that around me. I won't tell you about my friend's Please don't. grandma then. Please don't. Please tell me later. Tell me during the day. That shit, I won't even say that name, but that terrifies me. Really? I, I can't. Back to the hat man. Ugh. So, countless number of people have experienced this without ever having any pre-existing knowledge of it. Ugh. So, it's said to be a tall figure wearing either a top hat or some large brimmed hat that lurks in the corner of rooms or stands over beds watching people as they sleep. hate that. And so many people have seen this. Or they see him, like, in their closet, and it's and they can't move, obviously, and they're just sitting there fucking terrified. Yeah. Oh, it freaks me out. So, I don't know if anyone's watched Ghost Whisperer, but there's, like, a similar thing in Ghost Whisperer, mm-hmm. and if you know what I'm talking about, that whole season fucked me up. Is that the one with the actress with the big boobs? Uh, Jennifer, Jennifer Love, Love Hewitt. Hewitt. Yeah. <laughs> Jennifer Love Hewitt just sends us a cease and desist. <laughs> She's like, take down this episode. She's like, sexual harassment. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> Moving on. Jesus Christ. <laughs> the big boob. So, yeah, that's pretty terrifying to me. Yeah. I don't know. Don't like it. Absolutely not. Not here for it. No. Alright, so BuzzFeed... Which I don't care what anyone says. I love BuzzFeed. Anyways, BuzzFeed.com released an article listing a whole bunch of stories of people's experience with sleep paralysis. Mm-hmm. So here's a few of the good ones. Ugh. This one says, The first time it happened to me was when I went for a nap during the day. I was lying on my side, facing away from my door, when I woke up to the sound of my door closing. I tried to turn around to see who had come into my room, but I couldn't move. My eyes were wide with terror. I could see everything in my room. I heard this thing walk around me then it sat on my bed and i could feel the bed dip from its weight it then shuffled towards me and it felt like it began to spoon me it was extremely tall i was trying to move so hard but i was just lying still the thing started breathing on my neck and tickling my back it then stood up and left after a few minutes this was the most terrifying thing that has ever happened to me Mm-mm. No, no no demon cuddles thank you no oh and then Get it's out. trying to be playful and tickling right, like, his back hey babe no fuck you right Get goodbye see you later the next one says i see manifestations of horror in my bedroom at least once a week Dude. from random people chilling on a chair at the bottom of my bed to creepy old ladies to swarms of flying ants or bats the worst thing i saw was someone hanging right above my head <gasps> I couldn't move. I wanted to cry. I couldn't sleep in my room for a few days after that. This one says, The likelihood of it happening increases whether there's someone in my bed. This is mega awk. <laughs> Recently, some Tinder dude told me in the morning that I was, quote, like the fucking exorcist last <gasps> night. <laughs> and he wasn't talking about activities that happened when I was awake. F my life. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> She's like, my Tinder date said, What the fuck? <laughs> I was like the fucking exorcist last night. The fucking exorcist. I love that. So it says, I don't remember falling asleep. I looked up at the ceiling hatch straight above my head and there was a man peering down at me and he was trying to climb down to kill me. I thought I was awake. It was one of the scariest experiences I've ever had. 
first of all, why no. are you sleeping under a ceiling hatch? You're insane. Right. I would be like, I'm not sleeping in this room. I'm gonna move my bed over there and I'm gonna seal that thing shut. A ceiling hatch above you? I would never no. sleep. I would not. Put a padlock on there. Right. <laughs> so I could glue that thing shut. Oh my god, could you imagine? Oh my god, that's... Oh, fuck no. Okay, this next one fucks me up too, and I have a bit of a story after it. Oh, God. This one's story says, I had a nightmare. I was hearing a 911 call of someone being attacked and woke up to a hallucination of the attacker in my apartment. <gasps> Stop. <sighs> oh. So, Sam and I made the bad choice of listening to 911 calls, and it has fucked me up forever. I do not you. do it. Like, you gotta have a strong mental capacity and stomach for that shit yeah so that is something that sits with me because sometimes i'll just get flashes of those calls and then i'm like oh not sleeping the night no and i'm always afraid they're gonna like replay my dreams and that's probably gonna happen now so another story related one this one says i'd fallen asleep listening to a podcast stop when i woke up woke up in quotes the voice had changed into this demonic record played backwards voice hissing don't trust slowly over and over again. It was terrifying. Uh, Jess. We have to do a subliminal message episode because there's so many things where people replay shit like that yes. backwards and I'm just like nope, 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 nope. That's my elbow. <laughs> nope, nope. That's how hard I noped. I just popped my elbow. Yeah, no. So, that nap dream I was telling you about, which I get a lot of nap nightmare dreams that are extremely intense. They're, like, night terrors, but mm-hmm. nap time? Nap terrors. Nap terrors. <laughs> so, I was... I fell asleep listening to My Favorite Murder. And it was one of the scariest episodes I've heard in their oh. podcast. It was an amazing episode, and it was an I Survived episode. Shout out to Lifetime for that show. I love those. You can watch that on YouTube. It's phenomenal. Yeah. Or, I think, on Lifetime.com. But... So it was uh, one of those, and it was so scary. And in this case, the girl was in her apartment. She went to sleep. She woke up with a man on top of her. Oh! And then there's so much more, and we were going to do that case. So I'm not going to spoil it. No, I know exactly. Like, she had locked everything, like, in her apartment. Yes, I listened to that, but it was Morbid. I listened to Morbid's episode. I didn't know they did one. I'm going to have to listen to that. Oh, it I just got chills. So I fell asleep, no. and then I had a dream about, like, this old man stalking me and trying to kill me, and, like, I knew he was a serial killer, but I couldn't prove it to the cops, and Stop. and everybody knew him, and he was the nicest guy. Yeah, never trust nice guys. Nice guys don't no. exist. Yeah, I, and it was such a vivid, terrifying dream, and I was like, nope. And that, scare, that story stuck with me. I hate that. I honestly hate so that. It is so terrifying. No. To just wake up to someone on top of you, like fuck no yeah oh such like what a story yeah you can't even believe like you couldn't write that no (laughs) you can't even believe that oh she's the baddest bitch and i think she's got some foundations too yeah she does yeah insane some of those i survive stories are mind-boggling i want to do i want to do one i think i've told you about where like this girl was trapped under this this teenage boy's bed for like a hundred something days oh or gosh. some shit like that. I wanted, there's an I survived episode I want to do. This girl got stabbed like 47 times and ran over six times and she survived. What the fuck? And was able to jump out of the guy's car and run to help. I was like. And she doesn't have brain what damage? What drugs are you taking? Right. Still, we have one more thing for you. And that is sleepwalking. Hate it. 
<laughs> all oh, of it. Never sleep again, people. I used to sleepwalk all like all the time. Really? But I would pee. <laughs> oh, like you'd go to the bathroom? Like I'd walk I into the to kitchen and I thought I was the bathroom and I'd pee in the kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that so cute and like so corgi? You know, if you weren't dating someone, I'd tell you to put that on your Tinder profile. <laughs> I pee in the kitchen. <laughs> I used to sleep. <laughs> three, uh, what is it? Three, two lies and a truth. <laughs> two truths and a lie. I used to pee in the kitchen. I'm a cosmetologist. I used to pee in the kitchen. I swam with sharks. <laughs> I swam with sharks. Aren't I so charming and fun? So quirky. I'm just so, so quirky. So, so quirky. Oh my god. Just tapping a spoon. <gasps> no. She said no. That, doesn't that freak you out? Like, yes. She woke up. She's like, what's that noise? Possessed. She's just sitting there. Ding, ding, ding. Possessed. Yeah, and then um, they put locks on her because she'd walk outside and <gasps> just like stand in the front, like the front walkway. No, she's, she's, she's possessed. She's like, oh, she might be. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm all the sisters possessed, probably. Sorry, Sasha. She ain't gonna listen to this. I know, she ain't. <laughs> my family doesn't listen. It's fine. Yeah, she'd just be standing out there on the porch. My mom's no. like, what the fuck are you doing? It's not real. And they're like, oh, I guess you're not real. Bye. Right. See ya. Right. That's why kid, don't be. Kid says he's got an imaginary friend. No, you don't. Better <laughs> take care of that. this house right now. Yeah. Little Timmy, your imaginary friend, can get the fuck out. Yeah. Keep in mind that demons tend to disguise themselves as children. Okay. Yeah, it was. Okay. Anywho. So, sleepwalking is walking around and sometimes performing other actions while asleep. Mm-hmm. According to sleepfoundation.org, sleepwalking can be caused by genetics and family history. 40 sleepwalk if one parent has a history of it and 61% of children sleepwalk if both parents have a history. It's awful. Crazy. Yeah. So, usnews.com published an article called That's all I'm gonna give? That's all the info about sleepwalking I gave. I guess you don't need to know much more about it. Uh, sleepwalking Sleepwalking happens in between waking No, wait, sorry. Where did I put this information? Because I had it. I don't know where I put it, but I remember it, so I'm just saying. Sleepwalking happens during deep sleep, which is why it's really hard to wake people up from sleepwalking. Yeah. So they're not in REM to where they're, like, not moving around, they're dreaming, but they're not in either of the closer free paranormal piece of shit. Must... No deliveries must pick up us. <laughs> we'll leave it out the edge of the road. Right. We'll be on curb. And children. Oh my god. What is this? The 1400s? <laughs> We're hilarious. I, yeah. We're comedians. It's fine. It's all that childhood drama. <laughs> I'll leave that part. <laughs> <laughs> oh, all right. So, happy don't wake them up, Baba. I'm oh, so ready. excited for this. Ponytail's not up high enough to twirl. <laughs> I whip my hair back and forth. So, oh my God. I picked a few of my favorites to tell you. Okay. 
1846, Albert Terrell murdered a prostitute in Boston. He slit her throat, nearly decapitated this guy. Right. At trial, his lawyer brought up that that at trial his lawyer brought up that Tyrell was a chronic sleepwalker and could have committed the crime in his sleep. Surprisingly, the jury believed him and he was acquitted of the crime. (gasps) How? Right. It's thought. That's insane. Yeah. Oh my god! Set it on fire. Did anybody else me? Oh my god! That's terrible. Yeah, it doesn't say. It just says he set on fire. Oh. So, another case from 1987 involved a Canadian man named Kenneth Parks. One night, he got out of bed and drove 14 miles to his in-law's house. Mm-hmm. There, he strangled his father-in-law into unconsciousness, in law with a tire oh. iron, then stabbed them both with a kitchen knife, oh my- where he couldn't exactly explain what had happened. The police noted he was acting strange and was completely unaware that during the attack, he had severed tendons in both his hands. <gasps> Experts later found that Parks had a history of sleepwalking in his family and ruled that as the cause of his crime, and ruled that as a co- and ruled that as the cause of his crimes. A jury found him not guilty. <gasps> yeah. I would never be able to look those people in the eye ever again, like the one that survived. Yeah. No. Right. And it said um, that he was really close with his in-laws. That's sad. Yeah. That's sad. He, like, pins in both his hands. Right, if you don't feel that pain, if you're not screaming, you're out like, of it, you know, like, yeah, you, you don't know what's going, going on. Yeah. So the craziest one I found... Oh, I'm excited. ...was about a man named Stephen... Stephen? Stephen. Stephen. S-E-P-H-E-N. Stephen? Okay, that's what it is. about a man named Stephen Ritz. Ritz was having an affair with a married woman named Eva Weinfurtner. Mm-hmm. While on a romantic getaway in Catalina Island, Ritz broke a flower pot over her head, leaving shards in her scalp, fractured her wrist, ribs, jaws, facial bones, and skull. He then took a pocket knife and left three gashes on her neck. Flashbacks, in which he thought he was murdered, mostly based on the fact that he had previous claims of abuse against Weinfurtner, including a time where he broke into her apartment wielding a knife and told her he'd gut someone like a fish. Oh my god. <laughs> I don't think he was sleepwalking. No. <laughs> that doesn't sound like he was sleepwalking He's at like, all. Oh, I was having a dream about fishing or a male intruder or something. You literally broke into her apartment. You're full of shit. Yeah, and told her, I'm gonna gut someone like a fish. Probably implying I'm gonna gut you like a fish. And right. Then he- then you tried to. Then he's like, ooh, weird. These um, these marks look like uh, when I would get a fish. I didn't even know until I woke up. <laughs> Fuck him. Like, <laughs> completely blacked out. I can't remember a thing. Uh-huh. Sure. It wasn't until later when I was washing the blood off my hands, I even knew they were dead. Oh, my <laughs> so God. I can't remember She ran into my knife. She <laughs> <laughs> ran into my knife ten times. You're like, bro, No. No. <laughs> Don't believe that one. Sorry. So lastly, I want to talk about um, things that can lead to sleepwalking, which is sleep deprivation, um, excessive amounts of alcohol, pre-existing issues like sleep apnea or restless leg syndrome, and high levels of stress. Mm -hmm. So watch out for those. I actually happen to have restless leg syndrome. Yeah, you do. Listen, (laughs) you didn't even experience that. That was just like me moving. But I get like when I'm having a nightmare or I have like... I think I told you about my vocabulary vocabulary loop dream. Yeah. When I was learning about politics. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So my brain does this thing when I learn a lot of new information at once where 
I'll go to sleep and my dreams are just like cycling through vocab terms. Yeah. And so when that happens, my leg will like, I'll get like this jerking twitch in it because I'm like trying to like, like break the cycle. Yeah. Yeah. And it hurts my leg, but like I can't help it. <laughs> well, I have one very last thing. In case you're thinking I'm never going to sleep tonight, which right. I am. Got a good palate cleanser for you. Okay. Okay. I found a sweet paralysis slash lucid dreaming story on Ranker.com that is fucking hilarious. Okay. Okay. I'm ready for this. I'm <laughs> so ready. So here's your palate cleanser, guys. It says, never told anyone because I shit the bed. <gasps> like physically? <laughs> oh, I know. I was in a pit full of sharks. That's how the dream started. I was punching their noses when they came at me, just like how seven shark weeks have taught me. Eventually, a dolphin swam up and in Morgan Freeman's voice said, get on my back. (laughs) Oh, okay. (laughs) I climbed on and we sped out of the pit and into the open ocean. Bad move. The one and only Megalodon decided that we looked like a seal and went after us. We were swallowed whole, Morgan the dolphin and me. (laughs) (laughs) Morgan the dolphin. (laughs) The things I saw in his body, I still shiver when I think of it. I saw the cast of Jaws, <laughs> my grandma, oh. plenty of other random visuals. The Beatles in concert had to be the best. <laughs> when I saw my dad being run through with a chainsaw, I awoke to the warm feeling of my bed being shit in. <gasps> I was 11. I haven't tried to lucid dream since then. Oh my god. <laughs> That's at 11? The whole cast of Jaws. The my whole gr- cast of Jaws my and grandma, his grandma. The Beatles in concert. I love that. Did they and have a dad. stage in the... That's how I imagine it. Just like a whole Beatles concert. Yeah, with the, the crowd. The crowd and everything. Right. Yeah. And then it took a turn when his dad got run through with a chainsaw. <laughs> also in the Megalodon. It's like a whole Jonah and the whale situation where oh he's having God. a grand old time. It's like, I love the Beatles. I love the Beatles. <laughs> They're playing Yellow Summer. <laughs> Nana, come listen to the Beatles. <laughs> Can you imagine? Morgan the Dolphin. Morgan the Dolphin. I love that it was specifically Morgan Freeman's voice. Yeah. What a dream. I thought that was hilarious. That's amazing. And that was on the 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 website with like the other scary ones. Oh. Was like, this so is they so were perfect. like, you need something. Right. Oh, so perfect. Um, also we hope this serves as a palate cleanser for you because we're gonna be posting this after Toy Box and Oh yeah. Toy Box is a fucking piece of shit and he's terrifying. Yeah. So, so hopefully that was interesting for some of you and Let us know if you've had any sleep paralysis or lucid dream stories or crazy dreams. Ooh, this is a perfect time to plug the website, actually. Lily made us an awesome website. I did, using Wix.com. W-I-X.com. I went on there trying to find a free website builder because we wanted to, you know, have a website for you guys. We thought it would be really awesome to do. So our website is morbidlyintoxicated.wixsite.com forward slash podcast. Where are you seeing that? Right here. Oh. Site spelled S-I-T-E. When you click on it, it shows our our name, where you can listen. It shows our latest episode and a little um, summary about it. 
And then if you go down, it tells you about the show. It has both of our pictures on it, some pictures of us from when we were in school. Oh, God. And one of Who our... Who let you use that photo of me? Which one? This, this one? This one! We're cute! Messy. It's cute. Um, so go ahead and check that out, and you can actually send us emails, I believe, through this. Yeah, you can, you can type, you can put your first name, your email, and you can send us a little message so if you want to go ahead and tell us what you thought about this episode on our website if you wanted to send us a comment and say hey i think you guys laugh too much fucking stop um then don't send us that comment right find a new podcast keep it to yourself (laughs) positive feedback only only. no negative You can also email us at morbidlyintoxicatedpod at gmail.com. Ooh. Find us on Instagram at morbidlyintoxicated. Is it just pod? Pod. 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 Morbidlyintoxicatedpod. And we're also going to say all of this in our outro that we yeah. have pre-recorded, so enjoy listening so we're gonna to that. plug in a million times so you don't forget it. Exactly. So tell us all your um, scary dream stories, your weird ones. Let me analyze it. Oh, I forgot to tell you guys one more thing. I bought this book at half price so long ago because I was looking for dream analysis books, which I forgot to say. I'm obsessed with dream analysis, Mm -hmm. which is why I wanted to do this one. Uh, It's called The Complete Book of Dreams, A Practical Guide to Interpretation and Creative Dreaming by Pam Ball. And it's literally a dream dictionary. Oh my God, it is. Yeah. So you can be like, "Give give me a theme. A theme. Just give me a, like a something that would happen. The beach. The beach. Perfect. So you can go to beach. I'm gonna let you know it's kind of funny because this thing's it's very inaccurate, but okay. I but love it's it. funny. It's like a satire book. Yeah, honestly. Boyfriend. Ooh, boyfriend. Boyfriend. Beach. And it literally has like every word you could think of. To be on a beach shows our awareness of the boundary between emotion and reality, our ability to be in touch with the elements. Number two, depending on our actions and state of mind in the dream, dreaming of a beach usually means relaxation and creativity. Or three, the potential for emotional clarity is available, particularly if the beach is deserted. Interesting. You can okay. analyze all your dreams. Right. Okay. <laughs> so that's, that's a bit cool. But I thought this book was so fun, so if you want to pick it up, it's The Complete Book of Dreams by Pam Ball. Or send me your dreams and I can look them up in the dictionary for you. <laughs> right, I'm exactly. I'm curious about all your psyches. She'll reply too. Right, I, I totally will reply. Hi, She'll reply, yeah. Anyways, yeah. Right, Contact well. us, tell us what you thought, tell us about your dreams. Hope you can sleep tonight. Sorry if you can't. If you can't, think about Morgan Freeman the Dolphin. I feel like that's important good, for you Good vibes. See you next Saturday. Talk to you later. Bye. Morbidly Intoxicated is hosted by Lily Bishop and Sarah Lawson. Recording and production by Robert Shepard. Follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Morbidly Intoxicated Pod for updates and photos from the cases we cover. If you liked our show, please subscribe and leave a five-star review. We'd greatly appreciate it. Theme music was written by Taylor Hertz. His website is taylorhertz, spelled T-A-Y-L-O-R-H-E-R-T-Z dot com. Artwork was done by Kelly Carroll, who you can find on Instagram at artbykelly, kelly spelled K-E-L-L-I, Photos done by Javi Romero. His Instagram is at Orange Hobby. Thanks for listening and tune in next week for another episode of Morbidly Intoxicated. <laughs>